0: What's that, Dino? QAnon fell down the well. Eh, I'll leave him in there. Into the Absolute State, a podcast by the investigative shit posters at Left Coast Right Watch. We're here to bring you the latest in the absurdly dangerous and the dangerously absurd. I'm LCRW's editor-in-chief, Abner Hauge. Welcome back, everybody. After a very busy season, we're happy to have the show back online, and we hope you'll be too. This week, we talk to Kate Burns about intimidation at a Drag Queen Story Hour event in West Hollywood. Then we head back to the Grand Canyon State for What the Fuck, Arizona. Haley from Arizona Right Wing Watch has some bizarre characters for us this time. A state senator who got canned for calling her colleagues cartel members and a TV star sheriff running for Senate. But first, here's the Brief News Brief, sponsored by Minty Boy.
1: Oh... Hey there, Minty boy. I didn't expect to see you here.
0: Nationally, Trump's facing a trial over payoff schemes in New York. His main rival, putting fingers Ron DeSantis, isn't doing so hot with the base. 2024 is up in the air and should be on everybody's minds as both candidates mobilize bigotry among their supporters to drum up votes and donations. The violent rhetoric is getting worse. For more on that, check out our latest from Kate Burns on Charlie Kirk's speech at Awaken Church. Link will be in the show notes. We'll have her back on next episode to talk more about how Kirk is telling churchgoers that anti-racism is apostasy. But this week, Kate is taking a break from her usual beat to talk about a drag story hour event that was threatened in West Hollywood the weekend of the 15th. Let's go to the interview. Okay, we're on with Kate Burns. Kate, could you tell us about the event you went and observed yesterday?
2: So yesterday in West Hollywood at the public library drag story hour has commenced again um it's seasonal so um they've been off for a little while and it returned yesterday um there was some threats made and organization within the local rights scene here in los angeles so yesterday queer x organized a a protest, a a protection protest for queer families, kids and folks coming into that event. We had a few different orgs come along. We had Resistance Coalition LA was there as well and the Harriet Tubman Centre for Social Justice. It was really great to see many different orgs come together to protect the community here Um, and especially it being that it is West Hollywood. This is our city, and to have folks come and protest here, you know, in the heart of the LGBT community, especially on the West Coast, is obviously a concern. It's not new though we've seen plenty of folks come into West Hollywood last year we had Sean Foyt come in with one of his freedom marches uh, right through West Hollywood and we had the local fash come in and basically join join him we had Shiva Yahiro, and etc join him for that Hiiro from right now views is his account and his website. Pyro is a local pest. I mean, he turns up to any of these events, whether it was Spa, whether it's general Proud Boy action at a freedom protest. He's always turns up and gets cameras in everyone's faces. Yesterday was no different. We first had about 50 of us, I would say, as as a whole that was at the library. At about 10 o'clock, we had one Guy Turner, across the road, and he had a rainbow-coloured Leave the Kids Alone protest sign, which was hilarious. And probably about half an hour after that, Hiro turned up. And rather than going to the other side of the road, he walked right into our defence with his camera. He was very heavily followed with umbrellas, signs and alike. like. Hi-Ray did not have a good time at all, and he ended up... Uh, heading inside the library, which for those not familiar with West Hollywood and the area, you actually have to go upstairs to get into the library entrance. So not only was he you know, going past the protection line that we had on the sidewalk. He ran up and then went into the library, caused a whole scene, was trying to get the police to help him, when in reality, folks were just trying to block his camera, obviously, because there's children around and alike. He doesn't have good intentions. And there was plenty of folks there that individually had been targeted by Hiro. Myself personally, I've been targeted by Hiro. There was at least a handful of other folks that have gone through similar things. So um, obviously pretty concerning. Once Hiro uh, left, he walked up around the back and then came over to the other side of the road where the gentleman was standing with his leave the kids alone sign. Probably about Five minutes after Hiro joined him, a third protester turned up and openly said that he was carrying and he had a permit to do so. He also had a large can of bear mace in his back right pocket. We were divided by the road and it was San Vicente so it's a really wide wide road but some activists from the protection line went over to drown out their protest. Um, They had a microphone and a speaker there with them. During that interaction we became aware that he was armed. Police were standing by happily, no interjection into that. But it wasn't long before the armed man left, clearly saw that he was heavily outnumbered, being that there was only the three of them there. However, still a huge concern. It's an escalation for West Hollywood. Obviously, we see armed folks all over the country, we we see it sometimes here In, in Los Angeles for something like this in West Hollywood is definitely an escalation and just purely escalation around the rhetoric and the views that these folks hold purely about holding space for children to go to a joyful and inclusive story time in the public library and for someone to turn up armed when it, their, their, their motive is to save the children but also turning up armed to a protest with also bear mace hanging out of his back pocket is a huge concern we are a big community here and we're lucky we haven't seen large scale violence for, for some time.
0: That's uh, pretty alarming I'm glad it didn't come to anything worse.
2: Agree and I think like at the end of the day it was a success um, children and families were able to enjoy their beautiful story hour queer joy was celebrated within the communities of defense that we had but also at the end a realization that this isn't going to be the end for this group i have a feeling that next time they will come with a larger group and more prepared
0: Do you think that these are becoming more, these kind of protests are more frequent in your area, or do you think it's been kind of a constant now? Look,
2: I think from what, we had with the vax movement, so obviously West Hollywood was actually a bit of a hotspot during the anti-vax activists. We had the Cedars Sinai Breast Cancer Centre, which I personally was involved in. That led to events at Harlow, which is in West Hollywood, which was one of the first restaurants to really enforce vax mandate, making sure that you had your vax pass and masks. Once the county reopened, what we saw from that, that went on for weeks. Obviously, we had bar as well. There kind of was a bit of a lull there for a while. But since the gay panic has come back to the forefront, we're seeing more folks attempt to make make stands. Like, we're used to having the God Botherers here for Pride. They usually take up an intersection when we have the actual Pride parades. But seeing them target individual actions is, it's concerning and we're seeing a little bit more of that happen. And like I said earlier, I think, you know, this is the hub for the LGBT community here in Los Angeles. It's a long established queer community and for them to be coming into the centre of that is a concern whenever they do it. Because it's not just about letting folks live there. you know, they, they say it's about these individual things, but when you're coming into our communities where we are safe, where we live, you know, and not, not not necessarily where these folks are living, you know, there's only a couple of them within this movement here in Los Angeles that actually live within this area and it's a direct target, you know. They're not happy With letting folks live their lives in their own comfort of their own community. And that's a huge concern.
0: Thank you, Kate, for joining us again. We'll have links to her work with us and her Twitter account in our show notes. Now we're taking a road trip out to where the saguaros stand tall and green. It's time for What the Fuck Arizona with Haley from Arizona Right Wing Watch.
1: um we uh we 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 doing the podcast again
0: we sure are doing the podcast again that's pretty cool um so uh what's uh been going on in the uh grand canyon state as the kids are definitely not calling it
1: (laughs) oh my god there's like so much going on i don't even know where to begin you know um, mm-hmm. Like, we got oh, we got so much on the docket uh, in the upcoming episodes. But I guess, like, the main things that happened this week are that Constitutional Sheriff Mark Lamb announced that he was going to run for Senate. Like, U.S. Senate. He's like a QAnon sheriff. He's pretty... He, like, signs his books, where we go one, where we go all you know like he's that pilled
0: that's pretty normal
1: yeah he's a normal sheriff you know typical yeah normal cop. sheriff
0: <laughs> what else can you tell us about him that people from out of state might not know
1: well he's not from arizona he's from hawaii he's like a mormon guy and then he moved to utah and you know filed for bankruptcy there and had a failed paintball business so he decided <laughs> to pick everything up and uh, come to the great state of arizona And become a sheriff, as you do.
0: What a cool guy.
1: Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's like less of a sheriff that stays in the state and more like a sheriff that loves to be on TV. He's not just on like Newsmax and Fox News all the time. He um, has like an A&E, had like an A&E show. Live PD, you remember Live PD? Oh, I
0: remember Live PD.
1: got canceled because uh, a, a deputy tased a man to death. But Sheriff Mark Lamb, like, he was on that show, and then he had a spinoff of that show where there was, like, undercover deputies in his jail, you know, like, reporting on the conditions or whatever. Not even. It's just a cheesy reality show. And then he also has a Roku show where basically the same thing is just, like, filming the day-to-day of being a sheriff and working at his office, you know? Lots of, like, arresting people footage. Uh, cool guy. But he's also super pilled, like, hangs out with a lot of the QAnon people and goes to, like, QAnon events. Again, he, ha- he has these books um, that are, like, about traditional family values, even though, like, there's some reports that he cheated on his wife. Also, he's really flirty. I see him in person all the time, and he has, like, these challenge coins that he, like, hands out to women, you know? <sighs>
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, with his face on it. Um, but he's like uh, super into QAnon stuff, and he's also a constitutional sheriff like type, like Richard Max, Constitutional Sheriff Peace Officer Association. So he's like a sheriff supremacist. You know, that's kind of another way of putting it. Like he thinks he's the the main man that makes the laws. Um, he's kind of like a Joe Arpaio knockoff, if people know who that is. He was, like, a longtime sheriff in Maricopa County who bragged about basically running a concentration camp here. But Mark Lamb is from a small area, like a smaller area in Arizona, called Penal County. Um, so I I don't know how good of a chance he has, because he's not... I don't know if his politics really fits... In the greater Arizona anymore, like Arpaio used to.
0: Kind of lukewarm reception, you're thinking?
1: I think the like general far right loves him, but I don't know if that is the majority of Arizona anymore. Um, I mean, Carrie Lake just lost, so this was actually the seat yeah. that Carrie Lake was considering, like maybe running for after she's done with her governorship, of course. This is uh, so they're going to run against. He's running against uh, Kristen Cinema. This is he's going to be challenging for cinema. So it'll be an interesting race. Cinema's
0: not that popular, though, is she?
1: No, not at all. But she is like popular with like you know like centrist Democrats and Republicans. You know, just like the worst type of people. There are a lot of those kind of like McCain type Republicans here who I think do like her. So she's running as an independent. I think she has an interesting chance to still possibly keep the seat and then the democrat is gonna be ruben gallego who's like kind of popular here like in phoenix which is the you know that i don't know if that'll also extend good around the rest of the state he kind of presents himself as a progressive but he literally voted on the anti-socialism bill recently
0: that's cool yeah
1: so that's that's where our progressives are at right now we're in a good spot i really don't care who wins that race to be honest no not to be i mean obviously like fuck cinema and fuck uh lamb but it's like a bunch of crappy people in my opinion (laughs) so
0: how far away is the race then
1: uh that'll be the 2024 election
0: oh so we've got a long ways to go and so that's a lot of time for mark lamb to just go off and spout things in public and get paid attention to isn't it
1: Yeah and I think he's good at media cuz again he's like super like he's on TV all the time he's got all these shows So I think he might be able to like present himself in a way that kind of tones down some of his red pillness
0: I could see that
1: Or maybe he'll just like go all in <laughs> You know do the carry mm. like uh, strategy mm. but also mm-hmm. i i don't like bringing it up because i feel like it's kind of tacky but he put it in his campaign mm-hmm. video he recently lost three of his family members mm-hmm. mark lamb
0: oh geez
1: yeah his um his son and uh mm. his son's wife so his daughter-in-law and their one-year-old mm-hmm. granddaughter were killed in a car accident
0: oh that's really awful it's
1: really sad i literally never bring it up because it's just like tacky in my opinion but he included it in his it's literally the opening shot of his campaign video like you see like blurred like you see the whole crash and like blurred images and like he's been like i signed up for his campaign emails and he keeps bringing it up in it like oh i lost my grandbaby and my uh, kid, you know, donate to me, and I'm like, oh, man, this is kind of tacky, but I mean, that might sell well with, like, I don't know, some people see it differently than me, I guess, (laughs) you know?
0: I mean, I guess that'll sell well with evangelicals.
1: Yeah, or just people who are like, oh, that's sad we feel sad for him which isn't it is sad it is really sad uh but like oh, yeah, i don't awful, know it's it's a weird i don't know it's kind of a weird thing to bring up in my opinion
0: i don't i don't have any good feelings about i mean if it was me running a campaign i wouldn't use that i would be like a reporter brings it up i'll say yeah that happened yeah i i, I don't really know what to say about that yeah it's kind
1: of weird um. Yeah. I hope he loses though. Otherwise, I, besides all that, like he's a shitty person and he uh, runs a corrupt jail and he's an awful person. So I hope he doesn't win. Zan's the you know, uh, you know.
0: Whatever. What's Sorry. his? Uh, oh, Dino. <laughs> what's his uh, platform like?
1: Hardline. We hate immigrants and close the border. He's always playing cowboy. He's literally always in this big white cowboy hat and like his sheriff branded uh, like tactical vest. Even when he's doing interviews, like, in his office, it's just like, calm down. Very cowboy, uh, cosplay. During the George Floyd uprisings, he, um, was, like, bragging about how he's gonna deputize citizens to, like, monitor the protests that never even happened in his county because that, it's a small county. (laughs) That's terrifying. Yeah, he's one of those guys, so he's a piece of shit. He, uh, runs on, like, a really hard like anti-choice platform even when he was running for sheriff he was which is like this isn't even relevant to your fucking position so you know it's he's super into it because uh, he's been running on that so
0: he's super eager for there to be laws on the books that will let him arrest women for like getting pregnancy care or whatever
1: yeah i think it's important to like kind of see what he thinks is like relevant law because a part of like the constitutional sheriff ideology is like oh we kind of make the laws and decide what laws should be enforced so it's like if a federal gun ban happens like we're not going to enforce that or in lamb's case when there was covid restrictions he made a big deal about how he wasn't going to enforce any but it's like oh he's more than happy to you know militarize the border and uh militarize your local planned parenthood <laughs> cool yeah so that's him that's i guess that's the best way to put it yeah he sucks yeah other thing i was
0: gonna ask you about for this episode
1: okay this is a hilarious story she actually also wants to run for the senate seat that lamb is running for which is gonna it's gonna be funny if she does that
0: (laughs) what's her name her
1: name is liz harris so liz harris is an interesting character in arizona she um during the cyber ninja audit you remember the cyber ninjas Yeah. (laughs) So the Cyber Ninjas were like told like they couldn't do this door to door canvas because it would it they wanted to go door to door and ask people how they voted, which is illegal. Um so the Department of Judges the Department of Justice was like, if you guys do that, we're gonna we're gonna come after you. So they stopped it in the official Cyber Ninja audit. Liz Harris did it on her own. She was like, Okay, let's get some let's get some grandmas and let's go to door-to-door and start harassing people.
0: For readers who'd need their memory jogged was um, the audit of the uh, 2020 election to prove that Trump actually won.
1: Yeah, it was like funded by like the former Overstock CEO, Patrick Byrne, and Michael Flynn, who, you know, Michael Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> but... <clears throat> so they started to go door to door and like individually starting to questioning people like how they voted, and like in a few counties, like there was like police putting out notices like don't answer these people's questions, you know. Um, but she That's wild. she put out a report anyway with the cyber ninjas. Like they literally just disregarded what the Department of Justice said and put out a like separate report that basically. Proved a bunch of fraud, quotes, proved a bunch of fraud. She listed houses that didn't even exist. It was like super easily debunked. And then she ran for the Arizona House of Representatives here and won her seat because she's super popular with the Stop the Stealers because she did like the audit and...
0: And she is running in like an area full of those folks, right?
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's Chandler area. It's just like, it, it, it's like a nicer suburban Part of Arizona it's just like filled with her minions
0: <laughs> that's a lovely way to put it <laughs> um, but yeah please continue um
1: so she won her seat and I knew immediately it was gonna be wild because she was like she's she's super she's also in A QAnon. she's pilled they don't or like she was like bragging she's not gonna vote on anything unless they overturn the election which was like fine with me because she's a republican you know in a slim majority legislature but in her time in legislature she was like in her short three months uh she was she kept like bringing in these people for hearings um like actually our second episode we covered like the true the vote hearing um which was like the 2000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza's crappy election disinformation movie. They had, like, a hearing. Like, a joint House and Senate hearing. Liz keeps, like, bringing, kept bringing, like, a bunch of other similarly QAnon-adjacent people to just present testimony in the house which is like whatever it's the same old shit that they've been doing for like what What year are we in? 2023? Like three years at this point. <laughs> you know so ever since Trump wow. lost they've just been like non-stop parading through like whatever stop the steel nut they can find you know? Like that Joven Hutton Pulitzer guy that that yeah that fake treasure hunter or they brought in the uh what was it? The, the, the fake inventor of email guy. Dr. uh his name. well I forget what his name is but anyway they brought in all these like crazy QAnon nuts you know and again like the mm-hmm. D'Souza people in February Liz brought in this woman named Jacqueline Brager who's like a literal fucking nobody she's just some lady that lives in Scottsdale which is, like, the rich part of Arizona. And she presented testimony for, like, 40 minutes straight. Official testimony in a joint Senate House hearing. And it's just, like, the same old shit they normally do. Like, lie about everybody and accuse them of being involved in voter fraud. But this lady took it a little bit too far and started to accuse Wendy Rogers and the entire Mormon church and, like, the House majority leader, who's a Republican. Some of the, you know... One of the Stop the Steal Republicans of also being in on the fraud, along with Katie Hobbs and all the Democrats saying that they were part of the Sinaloa cartel, which is El Chapo's (laughs) cartel.
0: That is so cool. I
1: know. They said that they were all a part of this housing deed scam, like with the Sinaloa cartel. And I don't think, like, the Republicans knew what the fuck was going on when she was presenting it, because they just let her speak for 40 minutes straight. But then once they realized that, like, they were uh, being accused of, uh, you know, being, like, cartel members, they, like, flipped the fuck out and put out a statement, like, that Liz was inappropriate for bringing that lady in. And then there was, like, radio silence about it until this week. And they introduced a resolution to expel her like straight up fully fucking fire her which is so funny because there's been way worse shit like wendy rogers has literally spoken at a nick fuentes rally where she was like you know we should hang our fucking colleagues and like that's
0: so cool (laughs) like
1: there was a fucking there's been like pedophiles in our in, in az legislature that like didn't get expelled they've resigned it's just wild it's Like, of all the things that you could get away with in AZ legislature, they were like, you cannot accuse us of being on the take, you know? I
0: mean, that kind of tracks, though, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Basically, everybody voted. It was, she, she, they needed two-thirds to expel her, and, like, not, like, like, a dozen voted against expelling her so almost everybody wanted her out it was pretty funny
0: how'd she react
1: oh man her reaction in the chamber was so funny she literally just stood up and gave a thumbs up and walked out
0: (laughs) wow it
1: was so funny and then she walks out and like there's a bunch of media people like surrounding her but then on the other side is all her like karen minions like holding up their iphones like making sure like she's all right and they're like liz liz We're like, we're behind you. And like, as soon as they expelled her, you hear those ladies like yelling, shame, like shame, you know?
0: Oh my God.
1: She immediately went on Joel Oltman's podcast, who's like this Colorado fascist piece of
0: shit. He's one of the ones that's getting like sued by Dominion, right? Yes,
1: he is. Because he's part of the Eric Coomer conspiracy. He, He was like a Dominion employee who he said was basically involved, like the reason for the election getting stolen. Like he blamed like one individual man whose life has been now ruined so that dude comes to arizona all the time because he's part of the greater stop the steel movement so he's close with liz and she immediately went on his podcast afterwards and just basically complained about all the people that voted against her and even the people that voted against expulsion she was like they're not they're not all right with me because they still said that i you know was inappropriate in the chamber so even the people that like didn't vote for expulsion, she's still pissed at them. And she, it was just so <laughs> funny. She was like in on the podcast, like it's fine. I don't even care. I lost my job, you know. I don't have an income anymore. And she does realty. Otherwise, she's like the the real the realtor market is uh, in shambles right now. So I can't even do that. She's like, but I get. I'll just go back to doing my own research. That I just can't you tell like, how happy I am. I get to do my own research again, like straight up Q and on oh, like you know. Dear Lord. Yeah, she sounds like she's doing all right. Them expelling her is so funny because now the like QAnon people and all the stop the stealers and like the tea party type republicans completely believe the theory that everybody in the arizona legislature is on the dime of the sinaloa cartel like it kind of like solidified it for the conspiracy theorists you know they're like oh well you wouldn't get rid of liz if it wasn't real (laughs) you know uh so that's fun to watch like wendy rogers and all the pieces of shit eat each other alive for a little bit you know
0: well sounds like uh you're having fun
1: yeah i mean you know there's awful things going on in arizona but i figured we'd have a fun start back
0: (laughs) yeah why not right thank you for enlightening us as always (laughs) where can folks find your work
1: i'm on twitter i guess at arizona right wing watch it's az underscore rww but it's like twitter come on who uses that anymore I'm also on Substack. It's Arizona Right Watch, not the wing. I cut the wing on the Substack. Um, you can find mm. me there also. We'll uh, oh. make
0: sure to link to those <laughs> in the show notes. And uh, we'll look forward to the next edition of What the Fuck Arizona <laughs> next time.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as always to Haley. We'll have her links to Substack, Patreon, and the works in the show notes. And that does it for this edition. The Absolute State and all Left Coast Right Watch journalism is supported by listeners and readers like you. If you want to help, you can set up a recurring donation at patreon.com LCRW or check out our pinned tweet at LCRW News on Twitter. Your donations keep the lights on and so does your feedback and sharing our stories with others. Thank you again to all our supporters and our sponsor, Minty Boy. Until next time. Don't despair, prepare.